0: The time is six twenty seven PM
1: And welcome to the Pompey Politics Podcast. And we're blue and yellow till we die. And my colleague Ian Tiny Morris is just trying to actually get his microphone to unmute. And I'm Simon Sandspring. Ian, just are, are you with us have the vagaries of zoom i can i can see you but i can't hear you cuz i keep sending the ask on mute and it's not unmuting you there we go you're unmuted and welcome mate, we've done mate. the <laughs> we've done the intro and the music but we're here
0: yes no i could hear all of that and frantically jaws was jabbering away in the background telling me that um it was all going on and uh Yes, yes, this is the trouble with working with about 17 open windows on your laptop. But we're here.
1: We, we are, are here. And just for reference, JAWS is the um, the speaking screen software that um, that you use. We're not talking about the, the bad guy in Moonraker.
0: No, no, nor am I talking about any kind of shark related. But um, I do have a shark just to hand, just in case we need one.
1: Is is okay? Is that a, okay? I I I don't even know where to begin with that, listeners. So, um, good evening and welcome to our 69th episode.
0: Yes, yes, greatly numerically comedic, which is always a good thing. But as a family show, we'll move we'll move on. So we're talking budgets today, aren't we? The councillors. Has... No. Yeah. No. Um,
1: oh, sorry. Um like um thing there. So yes, so we're talking we're talking budgets, ballots and asking if that's anything to brag about because of your Twitter interactions.
0: No, it was Facebook.
1: Oh Facebook. Oh.
0: No, yeah, 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 I beg yeah. your pardon. God. Yeah. Yeah. No, we will come to that later in the show. But um so yes, it's the uh Tuesday is the big the big uh well, it's the what is it is it is it a is it a scuffle is it a coronation so the lib dems will put forward their budget for the 21-22 season
1: 22-23 oh,
0: is it 20 no oh, it's a 3 year deal is it
1: no uh, as in next year in rolling into the financial... so ah. uh it's 22-23 um the the 21-22 budget was voted on last year
0: I hadn't picked that up. It just shows how good my research is. So yes, twenty two, twenty three and um we shall look for some edited highlights and muse on how we think the meeting might go. Yeah. Then we've got the local elections in May. Um we will have a little kick about on as things seem to change this week and we'll do a little bit of I I, no I
1: detail, try not yeah. to get
0: in trouble online, but I don't I don't think I got in too much trouble this time. How's but, that um, going? for you yeah it, it goes all right actually i think i would like to say that this one didn't didn't end as ugly as you might expect if you mix myself billy Bragg, and about 80 of his followers um but it was very insightful and we'll pick that up at the, at the end
1: indeed okay so a bit of a mixed bag and next week after so what we're going to do um is we, we're going to welcome back in a recorded segment um because sadly he's he's not available actually for the for the live show on the sunday evening um and we wouldn't do it live during the budget because to be honest, the meeting knowing the council the meeting will go on to like one o'clock in the morning until people are starting to throw shoes at their at their um at their laptops um we're gonna be having back um Jerry Brown the inquisitor um hopefully with a interview segment so he's gonna give us his insight and thoughts on how the budget actually went and we'll be reporting on how how the meeting actually went um so yeah let, let's kind of get straight into the in into that so the meeting on tuesday um in a complete change to what we're used to in full council meetings there's effective about hmm? what's up you what haven't
0: done on this day
1: oh my god i'm getting so excited about the budget it's no. not like me you and your
0: your, your fiscal prudence oh
1: o- outrageous um yeah, I d- I'm so sorry. Okay, so That's on right. on on this day, and there's and there's quite a nice one here that I think you're going to rib me for. Um, so, uh, 1783, the Great Siege of Gibraltar, launched by France and S- France and Spain against the British colony during the American War of Independence, is oh, independence is lift, lift Oh, this is only this is only actually, actually it is wine. Uh, American War of Independence is lifted after three years and seven months. Nineteen seventy-four, the UK Prime Minister Edward Heath calls for a snap general election in the midst of a protracted miners' strike.
0: Oh, that was that, that was yes, 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 was that seventy-four?
1: Seventy-four, yeah, yeah. So yeah. obviously, the the impact of the of the miners striking um, became a theme. Um, to his eventual successor. Um 1991 the
0: IRA launch. Well, I don't I don't think we should just gloss over that. Okay. I think it's such a fascinating it's a fascinating period of political history for me. You know, because if you look at the way that that went and for me that shaped a political generation if you look at the power of the the heavy industry unions in the 70s. It came to a head, didn't it, in 79? When Britain elected Margaret Thatcher, who is the still the poster girl for a lot of uh, conservatives, and you know, I look and I look back on that period as one of great sadness because it was an element of the unions went decided to go forehead to forehead with Thatcher, and Thatcher basically just said, "Okay, there's only going to be one winner." Here.
1: Um, and it
0: it weren't the people it weren't the people who were down the pit who won it you
1: know um, well no but I mean you know let let's be really honest the the world um, and the you know the world economy was was against actually sadly the um, and indeed actually now um it's obviously a deeply unpopular thing to um to keep pits open or indeed um, open a new one when you're holding the climate change talks that seems a strange thing to do but 1974 um called a uh, snap general election and actually then then there then turned out to be another general election in december of the same year yeah um so um yes a um a am i right in thinking this that a a a labor government was formed with the with the um with the support of the liberals and then actually there was another election during the december which um which didn't kind of really go well. No. So no. um so yes, it was an it was an interesting thing and if memory serves from our previous research in the space of 4 years the UK had actually had six general elections. Um a record thankfully touchwood we haven't um we haven't no. we haven't we haven't re- replicated yet. No. We're,
0: we're not Italy after all.
1: Uh no, well, at least we bother with elections. So um so moving moving on, so uh 1991 the IRA uh, launches a mortar attack on 10 Downing Street during a cabinet meeting troubled times indeed um 1992 the maastricht treaty is signed by 12 countries from the european community uh to create the european union and for some people that can be the day it all started to go wrong
0: yeah i think for many folk i think that would be a that would be a a head-scratching moment it's uh yeah we've we've thrashed it about for for some time but um yeah maybe that was the that was the fork in the road as it were
1: my my sliding doors moment would have been had there been a referendum about continued membership of the ec as it evolved into the eu would there have been as much um energy and anger um in 2016 of course we will never know um, no, we we
0: we won't. But I I think I think you know if we look back on that, you know it, it it's kind of interesting that there wasn't. Because yes. don't I remember? Oh God, I'm not great. Didn't didn't Ireland say? Uh, I think Ireland and Portugal both said no first time round.
1: Um. I'm not sure about Portugal, but Ireland did, and substantive changes were actually made to the document. So mm. um, there, there was much made of, oh, well, Ireland were just asked to keep voting until they got the answer that um, that was needed, and that's not the case. Actually, they declined the first draft, the, the first effective, yeah. the document, and then the document was was um, was rewritten with substantive portions changed. So it's um, it's not a fair reflection of history. Is a polite way of saying that's a lie. Um, to say that um they just kept ask being asked to vote until they came up with something different. Um I
0: am surprised though. What? I thought you were gonna go for eighteen twelve.
1: What what's this got to do with the American War of Independence?
0: No, mate. It's uh, on this day, eighteen twelve. Charles Dickens was born.
1: Um I No, I didn't pick that up. Do you know what? I'm, no yeah, Well there we go. Local local luminary um, no
0: can't claim any credit it was our chums over at island city living who posted it this morning and i thought oh we've in- we might have inspired them well, to do an on this day of their own
1: <laughs> well um well bless them they've done obviously done better research than i hastily did um maybe that's why i sub- um, subconsciously um, forgot that i'd done it but no I, I mean to be fair i my process you know me i like a process my process is i run up a list um, of usually about eight to ten, and then I whittle them down until three or until I get to three or four. Um, At least
0: one of which is hideously biased to suit your own political narrative.
1: Outrageous, absolutely outrageous! I don't know how you can make such an accusation. That's that's dreadful. Yeah, that's harsh, but fair. That's dreadful. So, um, so shall we move on to talking about the budget before people in the comments get overly excited? Yes, because um, I, I can see excitement about about the budget. So the budget it's an interesting meeting um obviously like other budgets um normal council meetings have uh, space for notices of motion um where um where members of of all of the all of the well any councillors put forward a uh emotions and discussed um and debated usually each one takes about an hour on average mm. some take longer than that um much longer than that many feel like they take longer than they well, some of them, some of them do. I don't have the, I don't have the stats to work out the, you know, the, right. the median. But um, but it's yes, they they kind of go on, they can go on literally for hours. Um, so there's none of that malarkey this time. So this time it is the usual kind of introduction stuff, approval of minutes. Um, there's there's space for um deputations from uh, the public or for standing order stuff, and then there is, um, then it gets to the the key issue of the day. Um, The meeting being round off with the questions to cabinet members, so the kind of the local council version of PMQs, um, which usually turns out to be a bit of a a bit of a bum fight as people kind of line up to try to make political points rather than actually get factual answers out of people. so yes, it's gonna be a different meeting. Does that mean that the meeting will be done and dusted? It still starts at two o'clock. Does it mean it's gonna be done and dusted by six o'clock?
0: <laughs> Is that no. what it's meant
1: to be done by? No, I doubt it. I I doubt very much that it's gonna be done and dusted by six o'clock. I will I will eat a cake if it um if it finishes that early. I shall be shocked. Shocked, I say.
0: I'm ooh, let's have a punt. So let's go for Ten twenty-eight. You reckon ten
1: twenty-eight? I'm going ten twenty-eight. I'm going to go for eleven thirteen. Remember those folks. Note those nope, down, please. Please, um, please put in the comments, um, if you. So you, t- you said ten thirty-eight. I'm making a note I, of this. Yep. 10, now we've got to
0: watch out because if there are any councillors in the comments, I could see them. Philly busting if it's all
1: looking a bit... Philly No-one's bringing a horse.
0: Yeah, it's the old just chatting on, isn't it?
1: Oh, filibustering. Yeah. Sorry, I'm being a being facetious. It's not like me at all. So, um, OK, so it's a different type of meeting. Obviously, the council will present their budget. I, I'm presuming that the, um, the opposition parties will want to present their interpretation as to what they would have done differently. Does that mean that... One, you know, um, other opposition parties will be then saying, well, we would have not needed to raise uh, council tax by X amount because we will have had insert miracle solution here. And another group might be saying we would have spent loads more money because we will have ha- found insert miracle solution to or location of pile of money here.
0: Well, I guess each party is going to present. So you, you've got the you've got the document in front of you. So. Both of the major parties, possibly even the smaller ones as well, are going to present amendments, aren't they? That is a given.
1: Yes, I guess. Well, they're going to try to um, make amendments to the. Um, sorry, I keep being interrupted by a noisy cat. Um, to get what they, or to re- restrict what they will disagree with in what the administration wants to do um, with yeah. regards to the budget um, and change those things so much um horse trading see we're back to filibustering now yeah. how much horse trading will, will go on and by which i don't mean anything will be t- changing hands there'll be a will there be a kind of like a conversation of look okay we'll shave this off here or we'll we'll realign this priority here if you if you will vote vote our budget through so in in the sense what the administration needs to do is to is to is for the is for the budget it's presenting um to be passed by the council in order to be able to set the council's spending priorities um for the year 2022 to
0: 2023 so we before we muse on on what those horse trading elements might be what are that what are the headlines Simon? What, what are the what are the things that we should know about the budget what's what's caught your eye as you've
1: Okay so because
0: originally I remember recall a, a hideous prophecy of doom that we were going to have a great big 20 was it 20
1: million pound hole in it was a 20 million pound hole yes so so originally as the as the covid crisis evolved throughout the course of the year there was concern um, at the council that we were on track for a 20 million pound hole uh, effectively in in the council's um in the council's year um, and that's been um that thankfully has been uh, clawed back by various means by um you know reducing spending or deciding to not spend on certain capital products projects this year that quite frankly couldn't go ahead anyway um so um bit of a
0: bit of extra wedge from central government
1: yes and some and there's been some making up of um the shortfall by some some support from uh, from central government um which is which is handy on the on the back of um 10 years worth of reductions oh, wow. in money right. that right. comes right. from right. central right. government right. by about 48 percent is it 48
0: yeah you've got, got to make local government more
1: efficient uh, so indeed local, local, local government absolutely local government um should be more efficient but there's you know you can't you can't obviously keep cutting everything because you you know the quickest way the the best way to save money is not to ha- open the doors to your customers right and you know that's not a way to run a business so um so yes so the council related uh, cost and income losses um are uh, 33.1 million um and uh, there's covid re- sorry that's covid related cost and income losses and there's covid related funding of 31.9 million so oh. um so with have the costs of covid itself um are not entirely met by um uh, by central government funding but they are, um, you know. But they are. Um, there is a there is a substantial contribution there. Um,
0: so we're about we're about two million shy. And again, just to that's give for the, up
1: yeah, a little... That's for the year twenty twenty. Sorry, that's the year yeah. twenty 2020 twenty to twenty twenty one. So so
0: that's actually. based on a total council budget of roughly how much?
1: Oh, that's where you say that, and I haven't actually written oh. that
0: down. Oh,
1: it's, got to, it's got to be a few quid, not it? <laughs> yeah, let's be a bit more scientific. Let's um. I'm sure people in the chat, someone in the chat while well, well, um, Lee Hunt is busy spamming us in the chat with all of the, all of the high points of it that he's excited about with regard to the budget. Uh, so bless him, he's, he's getting carried away. Um, so I guess if I go to the headline... Um, of the executive summary uh, on the budget and if you'd like to read these documents yourself they are all of course publicly available uh, from the council's website. Um, so uh, so their standout comments are that since uh, 2011-12 the council will have made 103 million pounds worth of savings and that's 48 percent of controllable spend. Um, adult and children's social care represents in excess of 50 percent of controllable spend and by talking about controllable spend, we're talking about lots of the things that the council does, it's obligated yep. to do. So it legally has a mandate to, uh, sorry, it legally has a requirement that it has to follow. So it doesn't really have a choice on whether it spends the, you know, spends money in those areas. Yeah. So there little were- A little bit gray. Is it? So- Yeah, it is. Okay. Um, if you say so, I'm just- Do you want of...
0: to try explain?
1: Um, no, because I haven't got that broken down. <laughs> Okay. But there, but there um, are you but... know. So there, there will be areas, for example, in um, in uh, social care, um, that we the the council are legally required to actually meet an obligation to uh, to look after people. Um, but there are things like um, I'm trying to think of an, I'm trying to think of an example here. Statutory provisions. St- yes, yeah, so cool. there'll be lots of statutory provisions. I'm sorry, my research didn't didn't encompass listing them. But there are lots of things that councils don't have a choice that they, they actually spend money on. Um, and and therefore, so there is actually, a from a point of view of, actually, there's a question of how much play does yes. the council have on how much it can spend? And actually, yeah. does it have a huge amount of control on actually how much money it has coming in, where a large portion of it actually comes from central government funding, um, not just... So the council's income source isn't purely by any means local council tax. But nonetheless, moving on, constant, um I'm just keeping my eye on the clock. Um so um just as a bit of a a heads up, so the council performed a budget consultation. Um 79% of respondents were in support of an increase in council tax as opposed to cuts in services, so they would rather pay more money than see services cut. Uh, And a clear majority, 67% of respondents um, are also in support of an addition of the additional 3% of council tax increase specifically to support adult social care services. So that leads me to talk about um, the actual rise in Mm. in council tax. So let's talk about that before I start talking about some of the juicy yeah. things about what's happening in the year because this is to be fair this is the thing that's actually going to affect people isn't it this is where it's going to get them in the get them in their pocket it's
0: going to hit me in my how much extra am i going to have to pay simon
1: I, I i think you'll manage but let's let's you know because not everybody's in your situation so oh uh,
0: what oh class war <laughs>
1: I didn't say that. That's not what I said. You did? No. You it's did?
0: A, it's a you fair... said to you, you landed gentry, you'll just take it off the pile of gold you're sat on. Uh, yeah, I'll get one of the serfs to move that through. A- again, come on, come again, on, what's the
1: percentage? Again, the listeners will be able to recall <laughs> that that's not what I said at all. Um, so how unlike you to, um, to misconstrue uh, mischievously what I said. Okay, so the council tax increase of 4.99% in accordance with the... 4.99%?
0: Yeah. That's an interesting number.
1: Okay. Um, with the Not budget... 5%. No. Why is it not 5% then, Ian?
0: Would that be because if it was 5%, it would have to go to referendum? Your oh. council can't... Uh, they can raise up to 4.99% on their own idioms. And then after that, you've got to go to your, all your folk and say, would you mind awfully paying a bit extra? Yes. And I muse on that because there's an element of, you know, yes, people are saying we'd want, like more services and we'd like more, you know, we'd rather see services grow than cut. And it, it's, I guess it gets to the heart of one of the great political debates, isn't it, which is about taxing and spending. And the reason why I've been playful is that I never like numbers that don't look quite right. So there's an element of the 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 council is saying, if you give us 4.99%, that'll be just enough for us to work on, and that makes me raise an inquisitive eyebrow. I'm shooing you with a slight look that says, "Really? Couldn't have done with eight or nine percent, or is that too much? Or four percent? But the 4.99 just looks a tad pissy, if you don't mind me saying."
1: So, um. Having made the argument that um, that councils don't control the world, they have a limit to their powers. This is the council using um, one of its powers to um, to, to the to limit the li- to the limit of it. It's not yeah, to, It's not going past that limit. It's doing something that's perfectly within its remit to do. Um, and again, I guess this is one of the fundamental things of will we see on Tuesday. Um, some parties of your colour, for example. Um, being unhappy about that level of increase um in council tax rise um it remain it remains to be seen um as to whether actually when you compare that to what's happening in other councils across the country that actually ours is in a much better situation than, than lots of other councils are finding themselves and although this is you know there, there's lots of there's lots of painful um stuff in this year's uh, budget it's not a disaster by any means i don't think um and actually there's a there's a good balance i think To be fair, in the unprecedented circumstances, I'd uh, and you might consider me biased, but I I think the administration's done a fantastic job over the last year um, to keep things um, on track as as well as they have, and actually still come up with um, what is a really um, interesting set of priorities for uh, for the financial year that we're we're talking about. So there's there's lots in to see, but let me continue breaking down that 4.99% increase. Break it down. Break it down. (laughs)
0: <laughs> stop
1: oh dear god um okay so 1.99 percent of that is for general counsel uh, services so at an inflation-based level yep and the remaining three percent so amounting to 2.5 million pounds is to be passported directly to adult social care so so wow. the respondents to the consultation survey said that that was something they were actually in favour of, uh, and actually in the current environment, I to be honest, I can't, I don't, I think it'd be hard pushed to find anybody that wouldn't be in favour of investing more money in adult and social care, and indeed in the people that make our adult and social care work.
0: Well, I think the the, the adult social care is is it is always a dilemma, isn't it? It's a political hot potato, um, you know, and, and again, there are certain stats that have come out with the vaccine rollout that made me kind of think, bloody hell. I think it was Tuesday where they said um, basically one in five adults has been vaccinated now. And I thought, really? That's an enormous number
1: yeah well but to say vaccinated they've had their first jab i don't yeah, get yeah, yeah, me but wrong but it, but it, it's going ferociously well it's, it is an it's an amazing it's an absolute feat and, and a wonder to see it's almost like um gratifying to see that the nhs with the support of the logistics parts of the of the army is doing a, a an absolutely brilliant job in in getting that injection in into the arms of people that um that need it on the priority list Um, And I'm glad to see that they're the ones rolling it out rather than it, you know, being hyphened off to, you know, some kind of private contract or something that maybe isn't as efficient.
0: But before you go wibbling on, the point I'm trying to make is that, (laughs) but that says that one in five adults is over 70 or extremely clinically vulnerable.
1: Yeah. That's an interesting way to pick that out of the stats. But, yeah, I see your point.
0: Well, I mean, OK, so there's healthcare workers in there as well. And we know that um, I think it's 6% of all the people employed in the UK are employed by the NHS. But um, again, another topic for another day. But I guess what I'm trying to say is that when you start looking into adult social care, the extremely clinically vulnerable and the elderly are the people who will need those services. And if one in five of them are already... You Know if one in five adults is in that group, is it any wonder that the financial need in that sector is as great as it is?
1: Um, um well, that, well, that's true. I mean, like we said earlier on, you know, 50% of the council's controllable spend is adult and so adult social, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. No, and it's it's why, and uh, look again, it's it's why I muse as to, you know, it's 3% for adult social, 1.99 for general counsel. But I do wonder whether, you know, and again, look, political parties will have their position on it on Tuesday. But I do wonder in terms of, you know, in terms of your council tax, if you were to put that, you know, if you were to ring fence it and say to people, okay, you know, would you be prepared to pay for a, 10% council tax rise, if 8% of that went directly into adult social care based on what we've seen. And again, we saw a motion, was it last council meeting, which said, you know, we should pay every all of our sub, the council subcontractors, the living wage. And that was a four four million pound uplift.
1: Yeah, I don't think that was a. It wasn't a full council. I think it was a, was it uh, not one of the um, oh. committee meetings. But um, <laughs> but, but yeah, the, the the point still the point still remains. I think I, I think there's an interesting point there. But to be fair, in the current circumstances, um, there is a wider point about actually if you ask people whether they'd be prepared to pay more if there were if certain elements of that of that increase were hypothecated to different parts of the budget, whether actually there would there would be support for that. That's an interesting mm. thing. I mean um obviously I, I i'm bound to point out that um that the lib dems have stood for the last few general elections with a policy of putting a penny on income tax and directly channeling that increase purely to the to the nhs um and you can draw your own conclusion about how well or, or not we've done in recent local general in recent general elections with that policy of course you could also argue that that result isn't necessarily about that policy but no no there was no, some no, other stuff no. happening as well you might have heard about
0: yes so so five percent all bar the shouting and what are we going to what what exciting things is the lib dem administration going to spend it on
1: so um one of the things that they're going to be doing is they're going to be doubling the number of houses that are included on um on the wildly successful food waste uh recycling um rollout so um that's going to be going out to, so currently it covers a third of the city. So that's going to be going out to another third of the city. Um, so that'd be really good because that drives down, um, drives down the volume of waste that goes into, into black bins and black bags, and instead goes to be uh, recycled in and generating, um, uh, what's it called? Um, oh, Biogas and fertilizer. So that's uh, gas that can go yep. into the, into the national grid um so generating gas without use of fossil fuels um so there's um there's some really good stuff like that there's some really interesting things in the in the uh in the capital program so shall i roll, roll come on pick a,
0: pick a couple of highlights out of the capital program so uh, what some, are we going to build
1: some some of those are um are are, are are have also been kind of political footballs to a degree or at least oh is the replacement
0: of the pyramids in there is it in there
1: um, okay, so um, so the new capital investment of uh, thirty-five point eight million. Uh, so key investments include a new leisure centre, pool and community centre, twelve point five million. School buildings, nine point five million. The football facilities at King George V Playing Field, three point two million. The future Hyde Street regeneration, uh, subject to business case, two million.
0: Uh-huh. IT well, there's there's two million in savings so we'll sort that straight
1: away you need to do something with the high streets but you need to do something that's going to work There's no point to trying to pretend you know, as we can all see we're yeah. all shopping differently we need yep. our high streets to be something different than than they than they were in the 80s um so uh so you know there's is that it infrastructure 1.9 million pound uh, listening to some of the kind of the level the lines on this it's, it's kind of quite interesting that like lots of um I guess, like lots of municipal organisations, or indeed lots of um, public sector organisations, their IT is kind of a bit wobbly because it's not been yep. invested in over the years. And at some point, you have to pay a large amount of money to update it. You can't keep putting it off forever any more than you can keep using mastic to kind of deal with the holes in the roof. Uh, Costume redevelopment, um, one point seven million. Um, so, Ooh, some, what what they're
0: going to do to us?
1: So there's um, there's some uh, there's a proposal um, about. Um, there's a proposal, isn't there, about because um, the uh, the police station, the p- police service, and the fire service want to co-locate to a um, to a site across the road, um, and that then frees up um, their current footprints um, ne- basically to the west of Cosham High Street, um, and also there's a potential to look at um, also replacing the, um, the the community and health centre buildings there, which to be fair are kind of in kind of in need of that. So some really exciting stuff um coming down the tracks for for caution if that's um that's going to help which is really good good to see it...
0: i'm not convinced about the king George fifth playing fields though
1: what, what you're not convinced about
0: 3.2 million pound it's an awful lot of money yeah it's... i mean to be to be fair the the changing rooms and stuff is derelict there because it regularly gets vandalized and the pitches aren't great so but...
1: the, so there's lots of stuff around um uh, around basically the you know, making the pavilion f- the pavilion fit for fit for use, and actually having a having a, a wider use uh, for the site. It's a very very popular in, in, uh, and 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 used space in the community. So it'll be interesting to see the detail of of um, mm. of those proposals. Um, going down the list, integrated integrated transport measures, one million, um, and environmental enhancements, point uh, eight million. So. So all in all, the, the council's conclusion is that um, the financial health, the council's financial health is sound and the council remains well uh, placed to face the future uncertainty of COVID and the review of local government funding. So um, yes, that's a, a large increase, I guess, um, but it could have been, to be fair, it could have been so much worse. And it's not like, uh, so, so I guess if you go from the complete extremes of raising taxes, but actually still having to cut services, we're not having that we're having a a raise in, in taxation um and um you're still actually having a um a, a spend and investment actually in local services and um and local facilities and provision which i i think i think it's a very positive budget considering the year that um, the year the council's just had
0: yeah no to be fair that the, the fact that you know in the end that shortfall you know, it was under two million pound. We we never quite got to the what was the total budget, but it's it's going to be a couple of percentage points, isn't it? In in terms of that, and I'm sure the, the the council's probably got a couple of some reserves tucked away somewhere to absorb that hit, and um, and uh, yeah, I, I guess one of the challenges will be, and I, I don't, is looking at revenue generation. Uh, and again, this this is no, I'm not going to make the cheap shot. You know, that that because we we covered the lakeside investment and actually what a good deal that was. Um, But obviously that now needs to be looked at through the lens of, you know, a massive centralised office development where people came and sat in their cubicles in a massive building. So it it will be, and again, maybe that's for a future show, is to look at the impact of that in in a post-COVID world, because it's, you know, again, and it's something we, you know, it seemed so natural that people would do that.
1: Um, it, it, it does, and I think that's. Um, I mean, to be fair, you'd have to pretty much have had a crystal ball to have been able to predict the the, the impact of that. So it. So on the- Definitely,
0: and that's that's why I say, you know, mm. I did, this is in no way. Yeah. Being you know, wise what? after the event, this is yeah. this is it's a bloody good investment until COVID hit and completely changed the way that people think about yeah. driving to sit in a
1: office yeah sitting in sitting in a spending a lot of time in in a metal box to go and sit in another box um uh, councilor lee hunt helps us out by pointing out that the overall uh, budget for last year was um 174,558,400 pound
0: and that is the level of detail we would expect from lee hunt that that is that is crispy as you like and i'm not going to do the sums but 2 million in that is well, it's, yeah,
1: it's, uh, and he, his report is that that showed a 1.3 million overspend um which was created originally there would be a 5.4 million overspend due to uh, covid but because of the money from central government that um um there was and there was also underspend of 4.1 million so a, a bit of a mixed bag um so money from central government some prudence in in um in local councils but as you say the kind of the kind of um that, you know the previous plans and the previous expectations of being able to make money out of retail parks or being able to make money out of office complexes will will that be the landscape that we find ourselves in in the future who knows yes um uh you know even things like um you know the sponsorship deal for the spinnaker tower um yes companies, so I mean aren't, it's... companies aren't handing over money hand over fist for um to sponsor things when they you know especially um is it Emirates that would received a um, a bailout, so they've Yes, a- yeah, yeah,
0: no. So Emirates obviously they put the money up front and mm. um, then um, the contract kind of came to an end, didn't it? So they've they've almost had a year for free. Yes. Um. Uh, so now there's a, you know, again, I I've, I've no idea how much emotion you're gonna. I'm not a DIY man, but obviously painting, repainting that mm. is going to take a chunk of time and money to do that to take it out of the Emirates colours. Yeah. The sad part is that there's nobody now to to pick it up. So the risk is just as that last coat is drying, somebody comes along and says, can I sponsor that, please, mate? And we go, "Oh, can you just give it a minute for this one to go off before we repaint it?
1: Yeah, but I, th- I think um, if, if memory serves from the responses that I think Councillor Steve Pitt had given us previously um the painting and repainting of the tower was already factored into the budget it's just the fact that you're changing what color you're painting it so it being yes, painted no. now is 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 not an abnormal thing the only re- you know the only difference would be if emirates for example had continued their arrangement we'd yeah. just be repainting it in the same color so it, it wouldn't be any di- so we're kind no of worse off in that respect the loss is that we haven't got another sponsor um yes but i guess with you know, lots of public attract, um, you know, public attractions shut because of COVID, um, and lots of companies, especially in the in the international travel industry, being bailed out by different governments around the world, um, spending money on things like sponsorship deals of um, uh, of um, public attractions. I guess is is something that they 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 can't afford to do. So it's a like you say, let's not be Captain Hindsight. Let's not be kind of wise yeah. after the event. Let's look at what the landscape is now and what are the opportunities to to um, to make sensible investments that are going to actually um, support the sorts of things that the government that, 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 sorry that the that council wants to support um, so it would be int- you know I'd be quite interested to, to talk about that in future for me loads of stuff to do with the sustainable yes. economy and um, green um, green generation and all sorts of stuff like that like we've got the port but I digress.
0: Yeah, no, I think Tuesday can be an interesting one. Mm-hmm. Both both of the op- major opposition parties will table an amendment. I am sure. I will bet my left leg to an acre of Swedes that the Labour and the Conservatives will not work together on either of them to force them through. So ultimately, whether there is any, and this is the bit I I don't know in terms of zoo because I would imagine in if you were in the council chamber and you were doing all sorts of horse trading in this arrangement, there'd be little delegations scuttling off to side rooms to say, well, it, we'll take that one on board if you strike through that one and sports on this. So um, I don't know how that's going to work. On-
1: um, you, there, well, the, the simple answer is that, I mean, first of all, I don't know, I, I'm sure I'm sure there is a, sim, a, a similar facility in Teams, but the council uses Teams rather than Zoom. Uh, oh you
0: got you can go into little secret breakout rooms yes then. you can
1: you well you can you definitely can on zoom i'm sure there's a similar facility you can on, on tips yeah. so um and even if you can't i'm not being funny i'm sure they can each set up a meeting with um bet- between each other to have those conversations so um yes it'll be interesting to see how that works out and how quickly they can get that conversation done uh, and kind of move on so but we'll we'll do the kind of the post-match analysis uh, next week when we've got someone that knows a bit more what they're talking yeah, about. Absolutely. <laughs> Um, so jerry the inquisitor brown hopefully will be will be joining us if we can pre-record uh that interview um with him so shall we move on from the budget
0: yes so the government this week local government minister we had said 29th of march was the was the uh, deadline for pulling the plug on the local elections
1: it's and the, it's the day at which the local elections have to be announced so if you're yes. going to pull them you have to you have to do it before then
0: yeah, well, this week the uh, the government announced that definitely the May elections will be going ahead because by that date in May, everybody over 50 will have had their
1: first jab. I'd like to be more confident about this than you are. Um I'm torn very much on this because there's several elements to this which I think are a concern. And, I, and a note from the stuff that was, um, that was released this week was talking about how to make changes to nomination papers. So for any of you that are listening that haven't stood in a council election, um, there might actually be some people that are listening that haven't. Um, so um, you need to sign nomination papers. So you need actually um, 10 people to sign the same physical sheet of paper to say that and these are people that are on the electoral roll in your ward if you're standing for a council uh standing for council um and they're signing to effectively say that you are a fit and proper person and i managed to find 10 people to to say that about me and and to be fair you were one of them
0: (laughs) i was one of them as was my wife your sister yes as was my son yes your nephew and i'm guessing your mum and dad were prepared to vouch for
1: you they they were indeed yes so if anybody <laughs> looks at my uh, my nom- uh, my, nat- uh, my um, nomination papers for the two th- I'm trying to remember what year it is now 2019 uh, local elections they will of course notice there is a flurry of Sandsbury's and then a flurry of Morrises um but um yes there were other people too there were other people who <laughs> there were, were other people to too. Oh, I, I didn't just randomly <laughs> grab them in caution behind street how dare you that's outrageous um such a suggestion um so um no that's that's not what happens but you know if you if you'd like to sign my nominations please put a message in the chat um so yeah so the, i think there's talk of um reducing the number of people required um i mean be yeah, me, handy for you
0: if it's five wouldn't uh, <laughs> it
1: um no, of course, it's really, really easy for me to find more than... It's really easy for me to find 10 people that would be happy to happy to um, say that I'm a fit and proper person to stand in an election that are on the electoral roll in caution. Outrageous. Slurs. There we go. Um, so, yeah, so there's kind of talks about around those sorts of things and questions about how the count might take place. Um, and I guess you could also think about, do you extend the time period for... Um, for postal ballots, um, and you know, does 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 central government or local government do something about promoting uh, signing up for postal ballots? There's a, there's a, there's all those kind of things to kind of work out. Um, as we have agreed recently, that it's not the right thing for us to be in lockdown and, and delivering political literature. It, if I'm honest, it seems weird to then for it to be okay for you to pay someone else to do it, um, or for the Local pizza shop to, to be able to deliver leaflets um, with a paid delivery person, but political parties that are part of the democratic machinery for an election uh, to do that. I completely agree that I I wouldn't feel comfortable with um, delivery of um, delivery of leaflets. I mean, in in my ideal world, we wouldn't be delivering any at all anyway. No. But you know, no, um, no. But I'd rather not. I'd rather not sacrifice a load of trees just to just to fill up recycling bins. But
0: but we're gonna we're gonna do our bit, aren't we, for the political process in the run to the elections. We are. So I think, we'll, I think we can share exclusively at this point. We are going to look to create some virtual hustings. Yes. Where we will, in some of the key battleground wards, we will um, invite the candidates on. There's no guarantee they'll turn up. No. But if they do, we'll get them to come on, introduce themselves. We'll have a bit of a, let's have a heated debate before we then offer them the chance to close. And we will be reaching out to you, the listeners, to... Uh, Ask for any questions that you particularly want poised, and uh, we will uh, yes. do our best to both inform and entertain, which is entirely the purpose of our podcast.
1: Indeed, what we what we've kind of figured is that we'll we'll probably need to do an extended couple of shows. Um, what we'd like to do is pick three or four of the battleground wards in the city, some of some of the most contested ones, and if we can get. Um, if if all of the if all of the candidates are um um are up for it and available then that would be a fantastic thing to do but we're also wanting to set up something similar um for um for the PCCs as well so
0: yeah the police and crime commissioner so yeah we are we don't just do this on the fly listeners we do sometimes think ahead
1: But um it might not feel like it but are, you, too, yeah. are you sure um so um Paula um Paula's commenting in the chat's bring it on so i think Paula's up for it um, so, um, so is Paula standing. Yeah. Um, uh, if memory Paul, are you... is it Milton Paula standing in? This is where I'm, I wait. Yeah, yeah, no. for, uh, for Paula's response. But definitely, yeah, um, she's liked that or someone's like that in a second. Perfect. Uh, to, oh, councillor Terry Norton has liked her comments. So, um, seems like we're getting a bit of a seal approval from across the aisle. Uh, with regard to that, but I think um, yeah, in uh, especially with the you know the current climate, it's you know um, oh yes, Paula Paula says that that is that is correct. Good grief, I managed to get a fact correct on the show. Um, so um, so yes, um, I think that will be a, a really good opportunity and, and maybe hopefully help the public get to meet their candidates because they're probably going to not have as much of a chance to meet their candidates as they would have done in in a more normal election. So, so uh, maybe that will be uh, that'll be quite a nice thing. So we'll keep you you know keep posted. Please do follow us if you don't already on Facebook yeah. to to keep updated with what's going on there. So
0: So I can be David Dimbleby, can not it? Is it David Dimbleby?
1: Are you are you are David Dimbleby? Does that make me Fiona Bruce?
0: Yes, it does. That's where I was going.
1: Okay. Um, I don't I don't really know what to say. Um so <laughs> So, you get
0: to present Antiques Roadshow as well, double bubble, man.
1: Yeah, but I, I'm—I don't really have a predisposition to other people's old useless tat. I'm not going there. No. Okay. Don't. Right. It's, it's final. Fa- final. Ian, s- it's a family final, show, please. Final
0: segment. <sighs> We've got a clip.
1: Oh yes. Yes, so um, so this is oh, that actually, oh it's gone sleep. So um, through the through the um, through the wonders of Facebook, someone um, someone shared on. I think uh, was it, it might actually was it Lynn or someone else actually Tracy. Shared, uh, oh Tracy, sorry Tracy Baker shared on Barker. Uh, Barker, beg your pardon. Uh, shared on um, South Coast Politics and everything else. Yep um there is um there's a youtube channel call, uh, by a couple of guys called Larry and Paul and they do some really good political satire um and they did a they've done a really um, funny thing uh, about um about someone somebody trying to join somebody
0: phones up wanting to join the left wing yes and they, they the chap's filling in the form to say well it's a broad church and uh, but we need to know exactly what your left wing standings are so that we can put you in the right department
1: indeed um i'm sorry that the scrapping in the chat is getting a bit um are we gonna fight um well um it's a it's a gently a gently mean kind of bit of one upmanship so let's be let's be nice everybody let's play nicely so um so yes so um i thought it was funny even even considering how the um how the ending went so but it kind of leads into our next bit where ian was going to talk about his you won't, be able to, you won't believe it, listeners, but um, Ian got into a bit of a contretemps with some people on Facebook. Shall I play the clip? Play the clip. All I want is a left-wing government,
0: okay? What I want is to get the Tories out of power. Um, that's not the aim of the left-wing, sir. Well, what is? When we fight amongst ourselves until everyone is too tired to fight anymore. Then once that happens, hopefully, someone on our side wins an election. So I got in to a Facebook spat no. with with Billy Bragg. And this isn't our first, this is the second time around. Now I follow Billy Bragg, A because I think his music is excellent. I think he's a superb singer songwriter. But most a lot of his content makes me feel a bit queasy. But I, I like where he comes from and some of his writing. It, 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 I find it thought provoking. And it's interesting to watch. So he wrote a piece on how this week there was a, think I don't know whether it was leaked or whether it came out, where the Labour Party was saying we should be more patriotic and we should um, make sure all of our cabinet members are smart and look nice and we should be seen more often with the union flag. And Billy wrote a piece basically saying you you could be patriotic and left-wing, but theirs was the patriotism of... Looking forward to a more fair and just society, and respecting the values of the UK, and I think that was echoed this morning by Ed Miliband, and was basically suggesting the rights version was much more military history, and you know was was kind of uh, you know touched on the far right and mused on whether the the Union flag was in fact a symbol of Brexit. So I kind of countered that by saying, well, ultimately, Sir Keir Starland can, if he wants to, shave his head, put on a pair of Dr. Martin's boots, get himself a Union Jack and a Chelsea tattoo. And ultimately, if the left want a left-leaning government, he can be as comedy, you know, a a cartoon racist patriot, and he's still going to be the person they're going to have to back to get a left-wing government. And then the comments started. And I, I was incredulous. Now, bear in mind, I'm sat there in plain sight. I am not, you know, and they said, well, I will not be voting for the Labour Party all the time that Keir Starmer is in charge. And so I said, but doesn't that mean that the Conservatives will win? Who are you going to vote for? And I had various replies that basically said, the Greens, I won't be voting. Um, Sadly for you, Simon, none of them were opting for the Liberal Democrats. And uh, the incredible... Position was that I said, but surely the only electable left wing ticket is the Labour Party. And they said, well, the Labour Party under Keir Starmer's not left wing. And I looked at it, I said, but, but it's the best hope you've got. You, you know, you've had 10 years, you've had four elections of your. Socialist messiah, and nobody wanted that. Well, why? Surely you need to hold a centrist position. No, we don't. And as the clip displayed perfectly, that appears to be that was the position of about sixty percent of Billy's followers who commented on my sub-thread. And bear in mind, there were 70-odd comments.
1: So did you... I don't know if you paused or whether that's just your internet connection. So did you get much support?
0: Well, I guess there was was no... Well, there were a few people on there who said, but look, guys, if we don't back the Labour Party the Conservatives will just keep winning elections. And the sort of answers from the, what I would say, the left are leaning, basically said, that's okay if I can't have proper Labour. They never went as far to say, I'll stick with the Conservatives. But having spelt that conclusion out in kind of stunningly bright technicolor. Nobody seemed to say, actually, do you know what? That's a good point. I might have to just hold my nose a bit and vote for a version of the Labour Party that isn't isn't my particular what was it? They used it's a broad church, but it has um
1: so yeah, I mean, very
0: very narrow uh, denominations
1: has hundreds of narrow um, denominations. Is is the example that was used in the? I've got another part, another clip to play, but I think to me it, it's an example of how first past the post causes parties to form um, broad churches of people that um, um, that um, are wouldn't necessarily be in the same party if um, first past the party. Sorry, excuse me. First past the post didn't didn't exist. Um, however you you need to win on the system that we have in order to change the system that we have so there's a, you know there's obviously yeah. a, um uh, an open hand thrown out there to all of the um sorry all of the non tory parties all of the progressive parties to actually say look if you want to actually change this system um and make it fairer so to make sure that um there aren't disregarded votes um in in the country and i think the example that was posted on uh, there was an example on facebook wasn't there of um a group of 10 people go out for drinks and four of them say they want coffee. One of them says they want tea. Uh, no, sorry, five of them say they... No, four of them say they want coffee. One of them says they want tea. Uh, three of them say that they want um, beer and then two of them say that they want wine. Um, but because the coffee drinkers have uh, have more support than anyone else, everybody has to drink coffee. And that's how first-past-the-post um, wins. And kind of the example that you're saying is, I um, I'm I like a bit of wine but I'm also partial to a bit of beer but I'm not going to vote for the beer guy because actually I prefer wine so instead I'm going to drink coffee.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, and, and again, it's similar as we come up to the local elections, isn't it? You know, ultimately there will be a situation where using the first-past-the-post system in local elections you know, optimistic as I am for the Conservatives to win an overall majority I think we've got to duff you up in a num so many seats that even I'm not feeling as comfortable about that as I might be. So ultimately, we'll hold the elections, and almost certainly, what will happen is you might have one or two more than us. We might have one or two more than you, and Labour will go. Well, I'm not vote for the Tories. Lib, Lib Dems get the uh, get the the nod and run the administration for the next
1: year. And on that point, I'm going to play the other clip. Yes. All I want is a government that looks after the most vulnerable, takes climate change seriously, supports small business, runs good public services, and is free of corruption. Well, why don't you just join the Lib Dems? I'm not going to join the bloody Lib Dems, am I? Of
0: course not. No one ever joins the Lib Dems. Well, at least we agree on something.
1: So, <laughs> so obviously, as, um, as someone who's quite clearly a Liberal Democrat member, I, f- I did find that quite funny. Think- um so um yes there's some interesting interesting points there but maybe maybe we can um we can have our have our say and maybe create a bit of sway that we can ask all of the because there are lots of um politically involved people um that follow the podcast and um quite a few of them that are candidates or existing councillors um in in the comments that are involved then hey let's not why, maybe we should all kind of make an agreement to not say things to other people we wouldn't want said to ourselves. Because exactly. we're all passionate yeah. about about wanting a better city. We're all passionate about wanting a better future for Portsmouth. And um, you know, may the best may the best candidate win, and let's have a let's have a a, a clean and fair fight um, where we see who the the great and the good public of Portsmouth feel is the right person for their area. Uh, Marvelous. Let's do that.
0: Let's do it. You've been listening to the Pompey Politics Podcast.
1: Blue and yellow till we die.
0: I've been Ian Tiny Morris.
1: And I've been Simon Sandspring.